Don't count on the government to take care of Americans without health care insurance. You can do it yourself and still pay the rent. Our guest today says that he's doing just that, and he has a simple answer to alleviate a lot of the mess in our health care system. You're listening to Reach MD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Stan Kardatsky, a physician in Indianapolis. Welcome, Stan. Thank you, Michael. Tell us first about yourself and about your training. Well, I was a college kid back in the 50s and uh, went to medical school, uh, singing my way through as a minister of music, earned my way through medical school. And then uh, during medical school, uh, back in the 60s, medical students ran emergency departments. So I started in emergency medicine in the early 60s and became a full-fledged certified and physician in 1965. Started my own practice in Kansas, I was doing family practice in emergency medicine, and I did that for a few years. I got horribly frustrated in the emergency room, the way things were operating, and I started the first HMO for Blue Cross in the country back in the early 70s. Still did my own practice. And then since then, I've been always going back to the emergency room, getting frustrated and finding where our problems lie in our healthcare system. And I think the emergency room gives us a pretty good clue of what the holes in our system are. And what are they? Well, the simple holes, and there have been numerous studies. I did some of my own studies on this, but the, the simple studies are if people do not get early intervention care for early illness and if they don't get preventive care for the common preventable diseases such as high blood pressure, diabetes, asthma, high cholesterol, those kinds of things, the health care costs in that population will double as opposed to if those same groups of people got early intervention and preventive care. So it doesn't take a genius to tell you that since our costs are elevating at two to three to four times the, the growth in our salaries of people in this country, it doesn't take long for our system to bankrupt itself, and it's very simple to solve the problem. Isn't our whole healthcare system the way it is now based upon people getting sick and coming to the doctor? How do we change that? Well, that's exactly right, Michael, is that the system is based today, all of the money for pharmacy, all the money for hospitals is related to either high technology or new inventions in healthcare. Those new inventions and high technology cost patients or insurance companies or the government several times what the older technologies cost, and the results are fairly similar. So when we combine that and we say we have all these new technologies, but it's quite easy to prevent the necessity to use those technologies if we used older pharmaceutical preparations to control the disease before it gets out of hand. And there have been numerous studies to show that it's almost 50% of our hospital costs will go down if we did a better job with early intervention and prevention. Okay, doesn't that also beg the, the, the question that we have to have patients participating in the, in the healthcare system, coming earlier, losing weight, stopping smoking? Exactly correct. And right now, there are two basic reasons why patients don't come for those problems earlier. And the, the number one problem is they don't have a relationship with a primary care doctor and I've studied the reasons why they don't. The number one is they don't have health insurance that covers a primary care doctor. They might have a high deductible plan, but that doesn't cover the primary care doctor, or they may have no insurance whatsoever. So they're left without a contact with a primary care doctor, and they might bounce around from one doctor in this year and two years later another doctor, but they never have persistent following with a compassionate relationship with a physician. 
That's almost half of our population in this country. Well, Stan, you're an iconoclast like me. You're the guy who says, if you want to lose weight, just eat less and exercise rather than buy this expensive program. Well, there's certain truth to that, but we have to find a way to motivate people. All right. How do we do that? Motivation comes, there have been studies on this also in economics. Motivation of, of the patient is related to their perception of does my health care provider care about me. You can find that compliance and, and following programs is enhanced almost 50% by simply the perception of the patient of how much caring and compassion their provider has. It's hard to get that if they go from one doctor this year and two years later they see another one. So they need some kind of relationship especially if they have chronic illness. And they probably need a provider who actually listens to them. Ears are very important. There's been studies to show that, too. So tell us about your clinic that you're running and your program to help the uninsured. Well, since we know that about 50% of people don't have a primary care physician, and of those 50%, half of them because they don't have any insurance. So we've established a program that our clinic takes care of of anyone. We take care of people that have insurance when for any insurance company. We also take care of people who don't have insurance and they pay cash up front. We give them a discount. We also have a program for people who want to prepay their health care so that instead of costing the usual $120 to $150 a visit in the average urgent care office, they only have to pay $20 per visit and they join a membership program that we have that they pay a little bit every month to have a membership in our program. That way they're saving, they're prepaying it ahead of time so they know when they really need it, they don't have to say, well, it's going to cost me $1,000 to go to the emergency room. All they have to now is say, it only costs me 20 bucks if I go over there and see that. I can go right now for this. If you just joined us, you're listening to Reach MDX on 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and I'm speaking with Dr. Stan Kardatsky of Indianapolis about his solution to help the underinsured obtain care without doctors going broke. Stan, how much, you said people pay a little bit every month to be a member. How much is that little bit? We want to sell it through their employer. Our goal is that the patient would actually, if he's an employee and he has no family, he might pay himself $15 a month. The employer might pay $15 a month. If he has a family, the employer might pay it all, which would be about $110 a month per family. And Or the employer might say, look, I, I can only pay half of that. So the employee might pay $50 a month for his whole family to have this prepaid concept. Right now, if the family gets a big insurance policy, I've studied this, as you know, for years, a big insurance policy with a $1,000 deductible or $2,000 deductible might cost the employer $800 a month. So our program only costs the employer 110 He can share that with the employee. By doing this, we know that we can reduce the overall cost of the employee, plus has a much better chance of working many years longer because he doesn't get disabled by his heart attack or his stroke or his lung cancer, or his chronic lung disease. Well, of course, our listeners across America are going to be listening to you saying, all right, that's great, Stan, but can you pay the rent doing this? Uh, can I pay the rent? We've statistically done the study, and we find by doing this, we eliminate approximately 20% of our cost because we don't have to file claims with the government and with the insurance companies because it's a prepaid membership concept. There is no claim to pay. We simply get paid 
on a monthly basis by the employer or by the patient with an automatic deduct from their credit card or for their employer. We don't have to file a claim. When they come in, there is no claim. The patient just pays us the $20. The $20 covers the cost of the lab and x-ray that we do on the patient, and the monthly fee takes care of the salaries of the nurses and the doctors. So that's how that works, and we can make it. So your salary is being paid too. What percentage of your patients are insured by this route? It's a small percentage right now. We are now just now marketing it to employers. We think the key is many employers cannot afford regular insurance. They're dropping insurance entirely. If they drop insurance entirely, the studies will show that their employees will go to the hospital twice as often as if they had some type of first-dollar coverage for preventive and early intervention care. How do you encourage these people to come in for preventative care, or is it just a matter of education as you get to know them? The biggest reason is we reduce the cost so they don't have a disincentive. If it only costs them $20, even people that are making an hour can afford that. And if some patient doesn't have enough money, but they're paying their membership fees, we can even not charge them if they have to. We can still do it. But the key is the biggest thing that keep people from doctors in in my research, number one, is if they have no insurance at all and the doctor can't give them a discount because of government regulations, they say they have to pay the doctor a couple hundred bucks per visit. Someone making 8 to $12 an hour, that's a huge disincentive to go regularly. Where if it's only one-tenth that, $20 per visit, that reduces the biggest reason. The second reason people have trouble seeing regular doctors is that doctors, many doctors' practices are owned by hospitals right now. And the doctor's offices close at 5 o'clock. And so many of the working poor can't get off work to go see their doctor during hours because they're so desperate to have their their regular check. They can't leave work. So our program also wants our physicians to be open after hours so that they would be open somewhat in the evening and on weekends so that the working people can see them without having to quit work. That's the second proposal that we have. Wow, what a unique concept. It's called serving patients. It's just called serving them with love and laughter. Is this what you call the duh program? The duh program. We call it duh. We've we had a little joke with it. It's so simple to understand that government can't can't grasp it, and many insurance companies can't grasp it. It's simply that an ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure. What percentage of your practice do you foresee that this would become eventually? I mean, I don't think it can, you can run your whole practice that way, can you? No, because we, we want to take care of people who have insurance. We want to take care of Medicare people. We want to take care of people who don't choose the program. But we assume that over a period of time, maybe one-third, one-half of our practice will be this. As it grows, as our healthcare system begins to falter, we think that hospitals will begin to see it. Insurance companies will begin to. But we have to show them the way. And the way you show them the way is to do it, not to talk about it. Do you think you would limit the number of patients you'd see on this plan? No. No limit at all. We think it can work in any doctor's offices. I've talked with 30 doctor's offices in Indiana who are now interested in cooperating with us once we get it running. And now we're going to employers within the next two weeks and start sharing the program with them. The biggest handicap we have now, employers can't believe it. Yeah, it sounds too good to be true. That's why we call it duh. It takes us longer to explain a program of this inexpensive than it does a much more expensive program. This is great. Now, you've written a book 
Is this book available? Yes, I, I have uh, copies of it here yet. It's called Decisive Surgery for Our Dying Healthcare System. And is it only available in your office? Can't get it online, but they write me. I'll be glad to, to give it, or they call you. I'll give you a punch so you can send it to them, too. Do you have an email address you can give us or a website? The email address is eskardatsky at aol.com. You better spell the Kardatsky. K-A-R-D-A-T-Z, like zebra, K-E. And they can write to you and find out how to institute this program in their own offices. I'll be glad to talk to other doctors about it. I have several that do call me from time to time, and we can show them how to do the, the approach and the marketing. And the point of it is, if we doctors do something, we can solve this crisis. One of my statements when I speak to medical students is if we who understand the problem don't take action, people that don't understand it will take action. Stan, thanks for being our guest today and sharing your vision of healthcare and how you found a way to help the uninsured or underinsured and maybe a solution to some of our problems. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMDXM is here for you, the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, where our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you access to our entire program library, including this show, and we truly thank you for listening.